The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host, Peter Tong. This program will provide the groundwork you need to advance your awareness and be involved in the approaching transformation in consciousness. Now, your host, Peter Tong. Hello and welcome to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation and I'm your host, Peter Tong. Thank you for joining us today. The intention in these episodes is to give you insights into how the planet is shifting in frequency and vibration to a new level of awareness and how you can be part of this grand awakening. And I'm absolutely delighted today to welcome to the show Panash Desai, who has got wonderful insights into the way in which we as individuals can happily lead a life reaching our most wonderful infinite potential and the ways to do it. So, Panash, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you. It's a pleasure to be here and to be here with all your listeners. I can't wait. <laughs> Great. <laughs> so I'm always uh, interested for our listeners to hear how the spiritual path unfolded for each of our guests. And I know you had a fairly uh, unusual life from quite a young age. So just give us a, a bit of background as to what happened to you and, and how you've developed. Um, I was born in England, in London, into a spiritual family in 1978. And um, they were a family of meditators, and they chanted in Sanskrit, and they're very devotional. And uh, when you're Indian, you have pictures of everybody, because basically God's infinite. So you cover all your bases. It's also great for school holidays. So I grew up with pictures of Jesus and Buddha and Krishna and everybody, because I understood that the divine was infinite, and that was my connection. Now, as a child... Um, we'd always go and see spiritual people. And, you know, when you're Indian, you watch Bollywood movies and you go see people that wear orange on the weekend and uh, three hours of your life, you can't get back either way. And, um, you know, everyone that we'd go and see would say, we've been waiting for you, thank you for incarnating. And I'd just look at them like they were mad and absolutely off their trolley. Um, and this subsequently continued throughout my earlier years. And um, my foundational influence was actually my grandmother who prayed every day she was very devotional and she would read like scriptures and she'd read you know all the stories and you know and, let, and, and just that was my foundation just this energy of love for god and um all along every time we'd go and see one of these teachers you know they'd always say you know we've been waiting for you we've been waiting for you thank you for incarnating and to me this whole thing was just bizarre um, I remember as a child, you know, I'd just sit there and all of a sudden things would just start happening around me that I couldn't explain. And, you know, as a child, I'd, you know, I'd say that um, people would come and sit next to me and they'd get angry or they'd feel their fear or their sadness. And they'd basically just go through it until they were done. And then they'd get up and I'd just say, wow, they're glowing, you know, and they're sparkly. As a, as a kid, I'd say they're sparkly. And so all these people were just kind of hanging out in my proximity and becoming sparkly or remembering that they were sparkly. 
Um, and of course, to me, it was completely weird because I didn't want to hear people's stories and why they hated their wife. And you know, I just wanted to watch the A Team or like Scooby Doo or something, you know, like everyone else my age. Um, and so I went through life and had all these experiences, and subsequently felt everything inside of everybody, knew everything about everybody. I didn't want to know any of it, um, and um, resisted it quite frankly, and got to a point where I went away from it all and just realized that it wasn't about being spiritual, that that in and of itself, this thing called enlightenment, is an empty promise, that it's a concept. And so I went away and I started doing music and had a career in the underground music scene and launched the whole kind of movement and we had hit records and the whole thing and we were doing raves with thousands of people. So I went off to the other spectrum. And on that spectrum, I realized that that wasn't it either. And so it wasn't in this thing called enlightenment. It wasn't in this hanging out, being famous, and you know, having records and doing radio shows and doing raves with thousands of people. It wasn't any one of those experiences. So I got to a point about the age of about 21 or 22 where I just sat down with my mum and I was in university doing a law and business studies degree. Um, I'm Indian, so education's important. And uh, and I wanted to study philosophy, but I um, deferred to my grandfather in the choice of my degree because I really loved him and I'd seen what he had accomplished coming from India with like five pounds in his pocket. And so, you know, I sat down with granddad, so I want to do philosophy. He said, well, what are you going to do with that, you know? You know, do do law and business studies or something so you can, you know, run one of the companies or do something business related that you can help me when you get older. And um, so I said, all right. So I get to the age of 21. I'm into three years of this degree. I absolutely hated it. And um, I sat down with my mother and I just said, Mom, I'm living everyone else's version of my life. It's time for me to go away. And she said, all right, where are you going to go? I said, well, um, I need to just go and be on retreat for six months. And my family had been in touch with this... Um, broken, unbroken lineage of light and uh, this unbroken lineage of light are just completely self-actualized beings and they pass this lineage, they pass this energy down from one person to the next person and it remains unbroken uh, since the inception of humanity actually and um, these beings would just vibrate this energy and this presence and in their presence you would come into the remembrance of who you are, you'd remember the oneness that you are and so there was one of these beings out of that we were connected to and um, we never really a guru type relationship because I never projected my light, love and power on anybody. I recognized that everybody was that, even the grass. And so I went there just to kind of take six months and just be and um, subsequently encountered everything that I'd been repressing or suppressing or judging or running away from and just started to sit still and just feel my humanity, my rage, my depression, my fear, my insecurity, my envy, my jealousy, my mind. And I just sat there and I was experiencing all these different parts of me. And there was a, re there was a moment where I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, well, you know, everyone in my reality is telling me that all of these things are wrong or they shouldn't exist or you know, there's something wrong with me for having these parts of me. You know? and, and ultimately, here I am having all these parts of me. And the funny thing is that this infinite energy that made everything created me and created all these parts of me. So how can they be wrong? And so I just sit with them and just, just be with them all. And um, it was awful because obviously you can't talk to anybody. You're on retreat. Uh, you know, the food's like really bad. It's like tofu every day. Um, wicked gas. I mean, you're sitting in a meditation <laughs> cave and everyone's farting, you know. Uh, you know, and so, you know, here I am in this place and it was awful. And it was awful to the degree to which I had denied who I was. So what I was experiencing was everything that I denied about myself. And so I started embracing it all and, and then went home after six months and... Um, 
you know, when I, and then basically I did, I wasn't the same person anymore. You know, I went home and I, I tried to fit in. I tried to be that individual that everyone wanted me to be, and it wasn't me. And so it, it just ended in a conversation again with my mother, and um, I said, I'm going to America. And uh, she said, okay, where are you going to go? I said, well, I know one person in New York, <laughs> so I'm going to go to New York. Because when you're from London, you don't really know Wisconsin or Ohio. You really, you, you just know New York and L.A. That's all you know. It's, we're, we're ignorant when it comes to America, really. And so I came out to New York for a month, and then I went off on this adventure. And, um, you know, this integration of these parts of myself continued. Um, this bumping into people who were gifted, who were waiting for me, continued. Just And just thought I was weird. Um, and then it all culminated in an experience that I had in 2003. So I went from New York to L.A., and uh, I just said, you know what, all right, if I'm here to do something, then I'm, I'm tired of everybody telling me that I'm here to do it. And I'm not going to be one of these people that just regurgitates ancient information and useless information that doesn't benefit anybody. I said, if this is real and this is really why I'm here, then I have to experience it. Otherwise, I can't authentically look in people's eyes and tell them that they're divine. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to be one of those people. And uh, I had the experience of the divine. And... Uh, in experiencing the divine, which is this infinite ocean of energy with no beginning and no end. There was no judgment. Um, I was fully embraced for who I was. Every part of me was accepted. Nothing needed to change. And in that moment, I, re I, I fully realized what I'd known my whole life, that what everyone was saying that we had to do to be spiritual was all man-made nonsense. That we don't really need to do any of that. That right now, regardless of whether you're meditating, procrastinating, or levitating, you're all going to end up in the same place. So then, if it's, so then that experience then allowed me to rationally and consciously begin to recognize what was happening through me as a child. This energy, this love, this divine love that everybody was waiting for. They weren't waiting for me. They were just waiting for this energy. This energy that was flowing through me consciously. And then people started showing up. They heard what happened to me and people wouldn't leave me alone. So I created a formal program. And then, then this kind of formalized identity was born of me in this expression out in the world. And in my mind, it's still, you know, very funny because I, I still to this day am just completely laugh out loud, silly to the point I want to pee myself that I'm here <laughs> having this conversation with you. So just let me interrupt for a second. It's, great. it's a wonderful story. So one of the big questions is in, in that uh, very significant ex experience, how did you access, how did you reach that place of that interconnectivity to all things? I was always reaching that place. I just wasn't aware of the fact that I was. Um, so we as human beings exist on different vibrational levels. And for me, you know, we're, we're all energy. We're all vibration and frequency. And most modern schools of transformation and thought don't even begin to address this. This information is really the hidden dimension that you would access after, you know, 30, 40, or 50 years of being on a path, maybe somebody would give you access to this. And, you know, yoga and all these ancient, you know, Eastern teachings and philosophies were all based in this vibrational science. And so the soul, everyone's got one, but we won't all connect with it. Why not? Because the soul exists on the subtlest level of energy. It is the subtlest level of energy, the lightest. Then we've got our emotional content, sadness, anger, and fear. That enshrouds the soul. Then we've got the unconscious mind, we've got the conscious mind, and then we've got the body. What most people are doing in transformation is they're trying to effect a shift on the level of the mind, the body, or the unconscious. Very few people have the ability to shift 
on the level of their spirit and allow their spirit to then begin to push up all of that emotional content. Literally, it's like cracking a shell. It's like being a chick and cracking a shell. And that's what happened. That's what was happening to people. That that emotional layer that was enshrouding the spirit would begin to crack. And then all of a sudden, people's spirit would begin to inform their reality. And so for me, this was happening spontaneously and automatically all along. I just didn't have the language for it. You know, it's, you don't have your language at as a seven-year-old. So one, so one of the things for our listeners on the show today to understand and acknowledge is that just by having this conversation, that vibrational frequency is coming through yeah. uh, to the listeners, correct? Yeah, everyone that's listening is already toast. So uh, <laughs> enjoy your life the way that you knew it. <laughs> so in being toast, what's that like? It's great. You have a good time. You laugh, you, you giggle, you cry, you're angry, you're insecure, you're upset, you're nervous, you're overwhelmed, you're stressed, you're anxious, you're everything that you are as a human being, just you don't have a problem with it anymore. So it's actually your own attitude towards yourself that, that shifts. Well, yeah, and also you realize it's, it's like your soul, you see, the divine doesn't have a judgment or an opinion about you, right? Your soul is just what, your soul is the same way. Your soul is just there, it's whole and complete, it's absolute. Now, when you start accessing your spirit and living from that place, it's like all the judgment falls away and all the, all the you know, this needs to be different and, you know, this could be different or should be different or would be different begins to fall away. And then your soul begins to infuse all these other parts of you, your emotions and your physical body and your unconscious and your mind. And all of a sudden, the soul then begins to encompass all that you are, everything that you are. And then people that you want to meet are calling you. You know, out of the box opportunities are happening. Um, all of a sudden I'm having an interview with someone extraordinary like you. You know, I mean, things are just happening and spontaneously and automatically happening and I'm just here witnessing it all. So right now, your soul is silently observing everything that's going on through your eyes. And the very second, like right now, just take three long deep breaths. Right now, wherever you are. Just take three long, deep breaths. Just allow your body to relax. And as we're going through this interview, just remain in the witnessing of your inhalation and exhalation. Just watch it. Just watch it. That's it. Nothing needs to change. Nothing needs to be different. You're brilliant. Beautiful. Extraordinary. It's just a simple case of now allowing that innate brilliance to be fully presenced in your life. So for everyone that's listening, that is happening. So Panash, we're actually coming up to our first break, so we'll let people continue breathing yeah, oh, yeah. deeply and slowly while we take this first break. Yep, it's been a time. Marinating. We're going to let you marinate during the commercial <laughs> break, and we'll see you on the other side. Perfect. It's been a tone for awakening to conscious co-creation. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Do you want to reach your highest potential in your personal and business life? Come and join our heart-centered community with Peter Tung and Sherry Chase. Embrace love, abundance, integrity, and personal empowerment in a safe and sacred space for your awakening. 
Our intention is to lay the groundwork for you to advance your awareness efficiently, to be fully involved in the conscious co-creation of peace and prosperity on our beautiful planet. Go to MyHeartCenterJourney.com for more information. Explore subconscious programs, belief systems, and past life memories that may be sabotaging your life. Join host Dorian Light on her show, All About You, as she helps you to shift change and heal your life. Each week, Dorian does a light session using psychic energetics and the language of light to energetically shift and clear negative patterns you have stored regarding that week's topics. Step into the realm of infinite possibilities for your life. All About You airs live Wednesdays at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on 7th Wave. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Be extraordinary. Be the change. You're listening to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with Peter Tong. If you have a question for Peter or comment on this series, please send an email to descendingdove at gmail.com. That's descendingdove at gmail.com. Now back to our program. Welcome back to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host, Peter Tung. Thank you for joining us today. Just a reminder to go to my website, www.petertung.com. Uh, where we have all the latest information. My uh, August newsletter will be out very shortly. All the radio show- shows are archived there, so you can keep on track with uh, what, what is going on in the world from our perspective. And also www.myheartcenteredjourney.com and our Ambassadors of Light uh, program and classes, which we have every uh, two weeks. And we have a class uh, next Thursday on the 8-8, the Lion's Gate. And I'll be talking about the cosmological energies that are involved with us at this time. I have with me today Panash Desai, who's just given us a wonderful introduction uh, in the first segment of the show. Panash, I want to come back to a couple of things that you mentioned in that first segment around pain and suffering and sadness and limiting beliefs and how, and how people can transform from that and, and live a happier life. Well, see, in, in this um, foundational kind of, par- in this transformational paradigm, people are starting their journey from there's something wrong. And so when you start from there's something wrong, and that something wrong is based on your perception of circumstances or situations that are playing out in your life right now, where do you think you're going to end up? So any transformational model that is based on cleansing or clearing, fixing or healing, is actually just solidifying the very judgment that you need to embrace in place. Now, what does that do? That also locks all the energies in place to keep that experience in place. Now, when you can start to actually just accept where you are, and you can just accept that you are abundant right now to the degree to which you are allowing yourself to be abundant, that you are healthy right now to the degree to which you are allowing yourself to be healthy, that you are loved right now to the degree to which you are allowing yourself to be loved, you're not starting from a deficit. At that point... You are acknowledging where you are. You're in harmony with where you are. And what you're saying is, okay, great. I am where I am. 
But as the universe is continually evolving and expanding into more, like the grass keeps growing and hippopotamuses keep hippopotamusing, and uh, you know pigs keep doing what pigs do and cockroaches do what cockroaches do, and everything else in nature exemplifies this principle of more, well, why wouldn't that be true for us? Of course it is. But not from a place of where we are now is wrong or bad, but from a place of we're here to live a mad, wicked, awesome life, and so why don't we just flow with the mad, wicked, awesome life that's going on and access that? So that's really the, the thing right there is acceptance. Right now where you are, regardless of what's happening, you're not being punished. You're actually, you're actually being afforded an opportunity to experience the underlying emotional content that's keeping the story in place, that's keeping the experience in place. And, you know, Peter, we've done these calls with people and live calls and stuff like that and you know, really extreme things from getting out of a wheelchair have happened to all of a sudden, you know, abuse disappears to money appears to, I mean, everything. Because we're dealing at the deepest possible level there is. You can't deal at any other level than this. This is where it needs to happen. And that's what's happening now. Is It's basically making every existing mode of transformation and conversation extinct. As evolution naturally does. So one of the biggest issues that people seem to have in, in, in moving on their own journey is to step out of their own fears. Yeah. Yeah. So Just how can you help them? How can you help them with that? Be afraid. Just be absolutely petrified. See, if we're infinite beings, if, if we're really infinite beings, which we are, and I know that because I've experienced it, then fear is a part of it. So what happens is we won't experience the fear we'll make ourselves wrong for having the fear, or we'll allow fear to paralyze us. Nothing in nature does that, right? Everything in nature just experiences its fear. And in the moment when there's actually a viable threat, it runs. And then when it's done running, it shakes it out, and it's over, right? We don't do that as human beings. We accumulate our fear to the point where we don't even know what we're afraid of anymore. So what began happening kind of through me was this fear, this, like, membrane that keeps everything kind of enshrouded just begin to shatter and all the sadness and anger, everything that was there began to just move through people at a very accelerated rate. And as it began to do that, people then began to open up to more health and more abundance and more love and everything that's naturally there. Because there's nothing in the way anymore to them naturally being who they are. So no part of you needs to change. The key is to offer no part of you any resistance. To lovingly just accept and embrace all that you are. And that requires courage because right now you've been convinced very strongly that there are certain things that you shouldn't be experiencing or certain things that are not okay to feel. Or in some way, if you're feeling something, then it makes you less than. There's a story around it. What if there isn't? What if all of that is just a bunch of nonsense? What if you're just here to be human and you're here to feel it all? And, and that's the blessing and the miracle. What if sadness is a miracle? So we don't see it that way. I personally love crying. It's great. Salty water running down my cheeks. It's fantastic. That can only happen here. Anger is a great energy. You know, if something happens in your experience and it's like a volcano goes off inside of you. It's fantastic. And then it ends. Same thing with fear. Something happens outside of you, it triggers the fear, you feel the fear, and then it's over. So the more we can meet life with a smile on our face in the awareness of our breath, the more all these energies just seemingly wash through us. And then at that point, the full potential of the spirit is demonstrated through the form, through the form. And that's when somebody goes from ordinary to extraordinary, when they come into the profound acceptance of themselves. And one of the more subtle elements of, of 
hold, holding us back, if that's a, an expression to use, is self-doubt. Yeah, but which self are you doubting? You know, are, are you doubting the grand totality of who you are? Or are you doubting the limited identity? You know, for me personally, it, when people say self-doubt, what they're doubting is in their limited ability to navigate life. Well, yeah, I mean, naturally, like, if you had someone who was an accountant and they didn't go to accounting school, would you trust them with your books? Probably not, right? Right. But if you had someone who was the master accountant, who had completely, you know, who invented accounting, who wrote the software for Quicken, that's how brilliant they are, or QuickBooks, right? And they're in, right? Wouldn't you trust them? Well, which part of us are we empowering, right? And our ego is not the enemy, don't get me wrong, right? Our identity is necessary. In the absence of an identity right now, this conversation wouldn't be happening. Neither one of us would be talking. We'd just be sitting there vibrating, drooling down one side of our faces, wearing really bad clothes, right? <laughs> so the good news is that identities are necessary because they allow us to experience oneness uniquely and to express it. So again, it's the inclusion of it. And the more we can be inclusive of it, the more then we access the, the, who we really are, the deepest level, our spirit, our soul, and that then goes to work. And when that happens, it's magic. I'm living it. I know, you know, so I know that. And I've seen it in hundreds of thousands of people around the world. They're living it. And it's happening. So one of the important things for people to realize and understand from what you're saying is it's not about living in a state of bliss all the time. It's a matter of accepting whatever state you are in. Yeah, don't, don't be a bliss ninny. That's just annoying, you know. Like, if you want that superficial, inauthentic crap, you know, go to Disney. You know, everyone's got a smile on their face and they're just fundamentally miserable, right? That's not, what, that's not it. It's not about inauthentically living in bliss. But it's about really examining bliss in the context of everything. Like, you can blissfully be sad. Like, I love crying. Oh, it's great. I love anger. I love everything. You know, all these things that everyone's resisting, I run towards because they're fantastic. That's being human, you know, planet Earth is like the Las Vegas of the universe. <laughs> it's like, this is where we come to have these experiences. And yet everyone's allergic to being human. I love being human. Seriously, like if being human was all there was, it would be the best. Because only here can you experience all of this. You can't experience it anywhere else. It's fantastic. And that's why we came here in the first place. Of course. Yeah. But somewhere along the line, we started listening to everyone else and we got constipated. You know? Nothing worse than a case of constipation, especially when it's vibrational. Don't feel that. Don't experience that. If you experience your anger, then you've been possessed by an evil entity from another dimension that's taken possession of your faculties, and you're in cahoots with the seven layers of Dante's hell, right? You should hear the nonsense that we do with these emotions, right? Instead of just being angry, be angry. It's okay. Great. Anger's great. Just breathe. Be available for the energy. Experience it inside of your body, and that's it. It's not about being a fire-breathing dragon and taking everyone out around you. You don't need to do that. It's all an internal experience. In time, you'll begin to realize that it's not about anyone else, that it's only ever about you. And at that point, you start having fun. It's like, oh, I'm angry again. Cool. Great. You know, fantastic being human. I highly recommend it, folks. <laughs> yeah. People who have had the, the, the oneness experience that, you, that you're alluding to have great difficulty putting it into words, and you're obviously very capable with words. So can yeah. you give our listeners some sort of insight as to what it's like? Yeah, I mean, ultimately there's no words to describe it really, but people kept asking me, and so I found the most succinct, powerful way to blow their minds as possible so they would stop asking me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because it's like... 
you know, everybody wants to know what's it like. How do I get there? How do I experience it? And so, of course, yeah, I can, I can articulate things in words, but it's not about the words. It's about what's happening right now inside of you. Every single one of you right now is already in the midst of this vibrational overhaul, you know, and so that's what's important. You know, the words are just there. You know, the words, the words are there to kind of put the mind at ease, um, and that's their only function. Or to put the mind in a state of dis-ease, it doesn't really matter, really. Just the words are the words, but it's the energy. And, and that's, that's the difference. You know, in India, we've seen everything, right? We've got like a 5,000-year-old vibrational culture. And uh, the, the highest level of sharing, really, is just a being who sits in a village ass naked, just vibrating, you know, God potential, you know? They're just so, like in that energy, they're so connected to their soul that everyone who comes to see them all of a sudden just remembers that that's who they are. You know, there's that. That's the optimal state. Then there are people who are teachers and they, you know, recite mantras and Vedas and they, you know, there's that. But that's really, that's common. But the first kind, you'll never meet that. You know, it's very rare that you meet that. So... so- so is that essentially what you're doing, but not sitting under a tree and moving around the country? Yeah, and I'm not, I'm not naked, thankfully, yeah. You know, I get to wear <laughs> clothes, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I could be naked. I mean, I, I'm not sure that the world's ready for that, quite frankly. Yeah, I, think, I think there's a little more self-acceptance that needs to happen in the collective unconscious before I can sit there ass naked, especially in America. But now you've given me an idea. You never know. You know. Maybe when you come to Vancouver and see me, I'll be naked. Who knows? I'll look forward to that. Yeah, yeah, you never know, yeah. You never know with me. So you haven't answered the question, but, I'm, but we're actually going to go to our second break now, Panash. So okay. after we've had another few deep breaths and yeah, yeah. Uh, continue to marinate, yeah. we'll return with Panash Desai after this break. It's Peter Tung for Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Being outside the box is your thrival guide to living outside this reality. Are you always waiting for your ship to come in? Do problems happen to you? What if you created your life rather than sitting by waiting? Do you live in the fantasies of this reality? Winning the lottery? Waiting for your prince, princess to come? Even being healthy? Do you always do what is expected of you rather than choosing for you? What if the rules didn't apply, and what if you could thrive from a different space? Join host Lynn Waldrop for Tools to Being Outside the Box. Listen Thursdays at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on 7th Wave. Do you want to reach your highest potential in your personal and business life? Come and join our heart-centered community with Peter Tung and Sherry Chase. Embrace love, abundance, integrity, and personal empowerment in a safe and sacred space for your awakening. Our intention is to lay the groundwork for you to advance your awareness efficiently, to be fully involved in the conscious co-creation of peace and prosperity on our beautiful planet. Go to MyHeartCenteredJourney.com for more information. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel Seek greater awareness. You're listening to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with Peter Tong. 
If you have a question for Peter or comment on this series, please send an email to descendingdove at gmail.com. That's descendingdove at gmail.com. Now back to our program. Welcome back to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host, Peter Tung. just want to take this opportunity to thank our sponsors for this series of shows, Sherry Chase of Chase International Real Estate Company from the beautiful area of Lake Tahoe and Reno, Nevada, and also to Voice America, to our regular engineer, Matt, who always does a phenomenal job for us, and my producer, Brandy Jackson, and uh, just to thank them for providing this opportunity for me to have such great guests on the show as we do today with Panash Desai. And Panash, before the break, you were just about to begin explaining or trying to put into words the best that you can this oneness experience. You know, you, know, you can't really um, put it into words, and that's the problem. But we can give people an experience of it. Let's do that. So okay. where you are, just close your eyes and just open your palms and, again, just rest in the awareness of your breath. I mean, obviously, if you're driving right now, don't do that, but I'm guessing that you're not. So just breathe and just relax and just open your palms and close your eyes. And we're just going to lovingly ask that the divine of your heart, whoever that is, if you don't believe in a God necessarily, then just love. You know, we can all accept that. We're just going to invite the totality of that energy to just completely embrace you. So as much as this energy is all around you right now, it's also within you. We're going to ask it to flower inside of you too. And we're just going to lovingly ask that everything that's, that you've kind of put in the way of you being completely connected to everything and everyone and living in that state of oneness just begin to wash through your vibrational system. All of that stuff that I lovingly call your vibrational density. And we're just going to lovingly bring all of it into harmony and completion. Just stay with the breath and just continue to experience everything as it arises inside of you. None of it needs to change. Nothing needs to be done with any of it. Just feel it. It's okay. It's all right. Just stay with the breath and receive. And we're just going to ask that this infinite intelligence that is animating everything just fully open you up to the oneness that you already are. Your soul. Your spirit. Source potential, infinite potential, infinite energy. It's a spirit jailbreak. I'm just going to lovingly ask the soul to break free of its constraints, of all constraints. Good. Peter, what's going on inside your body? Well, I've got very strong uh, tingling uh, along my hands and fingers. Yeah. And I've just got this um, peaceful feeling inside. Yeah. But I've also got a rising, um, the, the awareness that, that some of the people that I'm connected with in, in our meditation group are reaching that point where it almost feels like they're at the edge of the precipice. Yeah. And that that fear of completely losing control sort of kicks in yeah. and sort of pulls them back a little bit. That that just came up as we were going through that process. Yeah, good. So that's true as well. So just keep keep breathing and keep allowing for all of that. You know, um, fear is an absolute, you know, this, this control thing is an absolute illusion. And I always say to people, you know, if you're a control freak, you know, all right, show me how in control you are. You know, just uh, drink a gallon of water and, you know, don't pee. Let's see who wins. 
You know, there was a, another great story of a king who was a really powerful king, and he'd sit there by the bank of the, the ocean, and he, he thought in his mind he was so powerful he could control everything that he sat there and, and wanted to control the waves, and he drowned. You don't stand a chance. The divine's got infinity. You've only got time. You don't stand a chance. Just let go. What are you holding on to anyway? And how's it working? Good. All right. How are you doing now, Peter? I'm doing really well. Thank you. Yep. You mentioned time there, and, and, and t- lin- I've come to the realization myself that linear time is one of the barriers to this awakening, isn't it? Well, linear time, yeah, linear time is an absolute illusion. I don't, I, I've never really had any time for time. Um, the only thing that kind of keeps me in the time is watching my daughters grow up. So every day, you know, there's seemingly a movement in time because developmentally they've reached another milestone. So there's a progression that's happening that I equate to time. So they've given me this sense of time, like they're 10 months old. But outside oh, of that, wow. I, don't really have, I don't really have a lot of time for time. Yeah, mm-hmm. who cares? Yeah. Yeah, okay. And also, I'm early for everything, too, so it's kind of a paradox, really. <laughs> you were early for the call today. That's right, yeah. I don't have any time for time, and seemingly everything works out, and I'm early for everything, so who knew? Let's talk about regrets for a minute, because I know yeah. that's another piece in this, in this puzzle. Yeah. Well, you have regrets as long as you believe you've actually done something wrong. So on one level, on the level of your individualized self, yeah, you actually believe that you've done things wrong, and all of that is true. But on the absolute level of who you are, you've only ever done what you were supposed to do. Now, somewhere in the middle of all of that is harmony. And it's the, it's the willingness to embrace everything that's happened, every choice and every decision, and the outcome of every choice and every decision that's freedom. Now, a journalist once asked me, a brilliant journalist, said, What's liberation? I said, liberation is a complete acceptance of everything as it is. Everything. So your regret, as you perceive it, has actually brought you to this moment to where you can hear this and, more importantly, receive this. So then was it wrong? Was it bad? Should it not have happened? No, in the absence of it happening, you wouldn't be here. And that's the same for your guilt and your shame and all these things. we're, We're conforming to what society calls normal, but to me, conformity is death. We have to sacrifice who we are in our unique expression in order to belong. Well, why on earth would you want to do that? And how painful is that? I I tried doing it. It's very painful. For me, not being who we are is the biggest source of suffering there is. So, you know, have regret on one level. But on another level, accept that the fact that everything happened in the way that it did has led you to this moment so that you can hear what you're hearing and feel what you're feeling. And that's all. It's a wonderful realization, isn't it? And absolutely everything that's happened to us has brought us to this moment that we can have this conversation yeah. and, and, and have this conscious awareness of what, what is taking place. That's right. And, and it also allows us to express uniquely what's happening. You know, there, there are a lot of people that are trying to create one singular expression of this. And they all, they've all created their own language and they all wear the same kind of clothes and it's become very cult-like. You know, everyone, everyone looks up to somebody and there's a figurehead and this whole thing and it's just weird. Like, why, what is that? That is just another form of conformity. You're just giving your power away to somebody else. Well, how is that helping perpetuate the evolution of our species? It isn't. So at that point, for me, it's about all of you just being you, fully, 
And, and that doesn't look like conforming to something or a concept. That looks like you're just being you. Because you're beautiful. Why would, and and funny, the funny thing is, you can't be anyone else anyway. So, you know, good luck with that. So let's talk about the heart and, 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 and its significance and, and love and, and that aspect. Again, difficult to put into words, but, but yeah. give us your best shot. Well, I mean, love really, to me, love and the divine are the same thing, first of all. Um, when I experience the divine directly, it's just love. Just, but love doesn't even do it justice. It's beyond the word love. You know, it's not the romantic notion of the word love. It's just this pure, absolute vibration on presence that's all-encompassing and all-embracing. You know, and that's, that's what the divine is. And it's an infinite supply of it. And by the way, that's what everyone has inside of them, just an FYI. Um, and so love really is, like right now, the reason why you're listening to this is because at some point we've all loved each other. And it, love is that homing beacon that brings us all together. You know, people ask me, you know, if there's not a problem in the world and everything's fine and everything's unfolding, then why are you doing what you're doing? Well, you, you kind of get to a point where loving all 7.2 billion forms of you is the only thing that there is to do. And you're not doing it for any other reason other than you just are. And so love is this absolute expression of energy. And, you know, that's why we, we revere that so much. But in our reality, we make it about people, places, situations, and things. What if that love is just who you are? It's inside of you. There's an infinite supply of it, and you can tap into it whenever you want. Because you can. You're already beginning to tap into it right now. And as a result of the fact that you've answered your call to be here, you'll experience it even more and more and more. So that's love. And the heart? Well, it's the same thing. I mean, you know, you've got a satellite dish and you've got the signal, right? So, you know, the heart's like the satellite dish and the, and the signal that it picks up and amplifies is love, you know? You, you know, satellite dish, you pick up the signal for your television, you know? So that's all. The heart is the mechanism through which love is experienced and felt. You know? And again, when you're in the presence of true love, you can't talk about it. You can't, this, you can't articulate that love. There are no words for it. You know, just like the divine. You know, I, I do the best that I can to try and describe it without limiting it. You know, but the only, the only description that I can use is infinite. It's infinity. You know, that's the only word that you can use that doesn't limit what it is. You know? So that's all. The heart, you know, these things. Which, heart's an organ, you know. You know it's, it's like a satellite dish. So in terms of the, uh, the collective unconscious you mentioned earlier, in terms yeah. of this evolution, this vibrational amping up, um, how, how are you seeing that evolving as far as the human race is concerned? Uh, we are making ourselves the ancient reptilian fight-or-flight parts of ourselves extinct. So we're going through a complete evolution vibrationally to where that part of the brain and that part of human experience becomes a thing of the past, which literally is the end of conflict. So as the vibration elevates on the planet, we're moving into more and more acceptance and love. This is all happening naturally. Um, those of you that are here are aware of the fact that it's happening. Everyone else just thinks they're losing their minds. They are. It's not a bad thing. And um, ultimately, this energy is bringing up and out of everybody everything that they have to feel and experience. So the fact, again, that you're here, now you're consciously aware of the fact that you're, you know, 
why you're pissed off and why you're sad and why in one minute you're absolutely joyful and the next minute you want to run away. You know, now you're aware of it. But everyone's going through it regardless because it's this collective happening that's unfolding. And so there's no timeline per se, but we're actually realizing our luminous nature and it's this evolution that's making everything else extinct. So in a few generations from now, when we look back, like when kids, you know, it's like when great-grandkids, if I'm alive, I don't know, I'll be alive for that, whatever, who knows, you know, if I have great-grandkids, I'll take them to the museum. And just like when we go to the museum, when we go to the Natural History Museum, we see the cavemen, you know, we, we can't believe that we came from that. It's like, there's no way, right? I mean, just face it, when we see those Geico commercials, so cavemen, you're like, there's no way I was that. In that same way, you know, a couple of generations from now, when they go to the museum, they see us, and like, wow, did we really hate each other and kill each other? And, you know, were we really, like, racist and sexist? And did we really need to dominate each other because we were afraid that we didn't have enough? Like, how primitive? They'll look back on, on it the same way. Um, so, the, so the luminous nature of being human is being remembered. We're going from being homo sapiens to homo luminous. Beautiful. Well, Panash, we're coming up to our final break, so we'll take that now and return with Panash Desai. It's Peter Tongue for Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. The 7th Wave Channel on The Voice America Network. Do you want to reach your highest potential in your personal and business life? Come and join our heart-centered community with Peter Tung and Sherry Chase. Embrace love, abundance, integrity, and personal empowerment in a safe and sacred space for your awakening. Our intention is to lay the groundwork for you to advance your awareness efficiently, to be fully involved in the conscious co-creation of peace and prosperity on our beautiful planet. Go to MyHeartCenteredJourney.com for more information. We all want peace. We all desire a more meaningful life. We work hard to achieve these things, but at what avail? The key is authentic living with Andrea Matthews. Andrea will interview some of the great spiritual experts of today and will provide wisdom to help you raise your consciousness to the level of your own I am. Your authenticity can give you miraculous gifts, but you have to know how to get there. Listen for Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Heard live every Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the 7th Wave Network. Invite meaning and inspiration to your life. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. listening to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with Peter Tong. If you have a question for Peter or comment on this series, please send an email to descendingdove at gmail.com. That's descendingdove at gmail.com. Now back to our program. Welcome back to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host, Peter Tung. I have with me today Panash Desai, giving us a wonderful insight into ourselves. And Panash, I'd love you to have the opportunity to mention uh, 
what you're up to in the world and uh, your website and how people can connect with you. Well, for me, it's just about being a reminder and just lovingly being an old friend that reminds you of who you are and supports you in accessing who you are at the deepest level so that you no longer need anybody, including me. And that is happening vibrationally by virtue of the fact that here it's already happening. And, um, you know, we're very blessed in the fact that we do live events, we do webcasts, a, a global community, you know, numbering in the tens of thousands comes together for these. And we begin to then create this collective remembrance for people, not because they're broken, not because they need healing, but just remind them that they're a spirit and a soul or this infinite love that they are. And so you can check that out on my website, panachedesai.com, P-A-N-A-C-H-E. D-E-S-A-I.com. Um, also, I'm going to be up in Canada uh, in the middle of August, and I'll be down in Chicago at the first part of August. And all of these things that happen are all, they're not just lectures and talks. These are all vibrational experiences where we can actually begin to feel who we are as a spirit, access our authentic selves, and live that. Um, also, you can, you know, the only place where I need my, your approval in my lifestyle is on Facebook. So, uh, like my fan page. It's um, Panache Decide fan page, and uh, the only place in my life where I'll have followers will be on Twitter. That's just how they set it up. So you can follow me on Twitter, and that's the only place you will ever be following me. Um, so that's it. You know, we're just in the middle of this amazing time and this remembrance, and, um, you know, I know that I'm here to reach millions and millions and millions of people. And uh, all of you that are listening are a part of it. So come and be in a space where you can just be. Now, you're coming to the Ocean Resort on Vancouver Island, which is about a three-hour drive north of where I live. So what, yeah. what sort of things will be happening there when you're in, in, uh, in your retreat there? Well, the retreat's actually sold out. So Friday night um, in Courtney is still available. Friday night, there's a two-hour, um, it's called Awakening, but it's actually the Remembrance. So people will be directly accessing their spirit and, and remembering how to live in connection with that. And once you've actually done that, um, that's basically it. Then on Saturday, we're going to be deepening the experience of that and just opening up to abundance and health and vitality and, and actually utilizing that. And um, so it's a, great, we, it's a great kind of eight-hour program on Saturday and a, and a Friday night where people can just be in the energy and, and experience the energy of themselves. Um, the week-long event is actually sold out. I think there's a waiting list. So in the event that you're in the, the neighborhood, um, neighborhood being anywhere that's northern U.S., Canada, and you'd like to come and be in an absolutely pristine vibrational space, Vancouver Island, and explore who you are and stop the seeking and searching and be empowered and actually access a solution that hundreds of thousands of people have accessed, then come. Plus, we'll have a lot of fun. You never know. I might be naked. Come. <laughs> okay. So let's just uh, let's, let's, uh, talk in this last segment a little bit about people and how they can really, really begin to enjoy their lives and how they can really fulfill the who they are and what and what they're here to be and what they're here to do so so talk about going beyond your version of the edge and and standing for something brilliant well for me the edge was everything that i've been told i was you know every every limitation that had been spoken over me was the edge and uh the edge was held in place by all the energy inside me that i hadn't experienced like anger sadness and fear and so when i actually began to just experience all the energy i began to realize that there is no edge um, you know, and that's demonstrated really because in three years, you know, we've accelerated very quickly in who we are and what we're offering to the point now where, you know, I've literally gone from 
a living room to sit next to Oprah. I'm still on a sofa. I've just changed the location of the sofa. Um, and that's happened very quickly. So what happened, this is demonstrating what happens when you live in the power of spirit and you, and you embrace who you are as a soul and a spirit. There are no boundaries when you live soulfully. There are no limitations when you live soulfully. So the, the edge is everything that you've been told. Even spiritually, spirituality in itself is another prison, another box another set of ideals and beliefs that you have to transcend. So the key is to just understand that, you know, where you are in, in your experience right now is, is, is determined by your level of integration, by your level of acceptance. And if there's complete acceptance and complete integration, there's no limits anymore. You literally become limitless. And I kid you not, people that you want to meet call you and say, hey, you know, how can I help? And what would you like? And, you know, be on my nationally syndicated TV show, you know. It's awesome. So one of the key elements for people to understand about this, it's not going out looking for, it's doing this uh, acceptance of who we are totally, and it just comes to you. That's right. It completely, we're completely shifting the paradigm, right? Because all this law of attraction stuff is nonsense. You know, our thoughts don't create reality. Thoughts exist on one of the most superficial levels of reality. Plus also, God's not that stupid. Just imagine if your every thought became real. We'd be screwed down here, wouldn't we? Most of you think absolute nonsense on a daily basis. So thank God that doesn't happen, right? So our thoughts don't create reality. What's, what's informing our reality is our vibrational frequency and energy. And it's our energy, actually. It's, our, it's, our, it's that density that's informing the unconscious and the conscious and the physical. And so when you can actually deal with that density and you can actually allow the lightness of the spirit to begin to inform everything naturally, then you're like a magnet, man. I'm telling you, like a magnet. <laughs> like... The best of the best call you and say, okay, we want to work with you. Out of nowhere. You know, and that's what happens. So you come into allowing. It takes all the efforting out of life. Life becomes more graceful. You know, and you just allow for this magnificent. You allow for this. There's no greater vibrational resonance than your spirit and your soul. I mean, your love is the highest vibrational resonance there is. Well, when you've fully taken the time to be with all these aspects of you, that's what happens. You start vibrating out love. Well, then guess what happens? Love comes back. And people, things happen that blow people's minds, including your own. It's awesome. And you, and you feel and sense this transformation that's taking place collectively, globally, is happening pretty quickly. Well, yeah, it's why we're here. You know, it's it's how we're having conversations like this. You know, uh, if it wasn't happening, you know, the fact that we're talking about it means it's already happened. <laughs> because so Panache, yeah. Now, we're just coming up to the end of, of the show, so just uh, a minute, just, just a, a summary from you and, and uh, yeah. a final vibrational kick. You're not broken, you don't need healing, you don't need fixing, you're actually beautiful, you're a miracle, and your life is a blessing, and when the divine created you, it stopped to marvel at your beauty, because there's nothing like you in all of this infinite universe. Just receive that. Stop listening to everyone else and start listening to yourself. Trust in that. And if you're ready to fully be all that you are, I look forward to meeting you. Not because you're broken or you need healing or because I have something that you don't have. But just to remind you. So that then you can go from believing it to knowing it as the moment-to-moment experience of your life as hundreds of thousands of individuals have before you. I love you and thank you for loving me. 
Panache, I love you too. Thank you so much for today. It's been an absolute pleasure to work with yeah. you. And again, just a reminder to our listeners yeah. to feel, feel the energies, the vibrational flow that's taking place, as yeah. well as the wonderful words of wisdom. Thank you so much, Panache. Thank you. Come see me and Courtney. Peter and I may be naked. Okay, I'll, I'll give that serious <laughs> consideration. <laughs> okay, all the best now. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye. Well, I hope you've enjoyed uh, today's show with Panash Desai. Really, really important information to listen to and to vibrate with. My guest next week is Diana Cooper, and she is going to be talking about her latest book, which is 777 True Angel Stories. And we'll be talking about the angelic host, the unicorns, and other aspects of the angelic kingdom. I hope you've enjoyed today's show. Have a wonderful week. It's Peter Tung for Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. We hope that you found this week's show to be enlightening and inspiring. Please join host Peter Tung for another edition of Awakening to Conscious Creation next Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time on 7th Wave Network.